And so today's, today's message, I kind of uh, want to share uh, briefly um, what, uh, what I shared about last week a little bit. Um, it's always a little tough to find what to share on, but it makes it easier now that Pastor Stewart's kind of sharing on the book of Luke. And so I'm like, all right, that's kind of a, a, a good uh, kind of roadmap to follow. I'll just fo- follow along, and I got a chance to share. Now, last week, the, fo- the previous week, uh, to all what five of us that were here that day, I know it was, uh, you know, with vacations going on, the Guatemala team being gone, and um, and so the, t- today's uh, message really ties into what took place uh, this summer. Um, I titled it "Carrying Hope." Um, up until yesterday, I was talking to Lay, my wife, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to share on. I still don't have nothing. I'm blanking. And she's like, well, just read. Just read, the, just read and see what, what the Lord says. And that's exactly what happened. I started reading and saying, Lord, you know, what do you got for us today? And, and then we, um, we, we talked a little bit. And every time I speak with her, she kind of helps me kind of jog my, my memory and kind of, well, what about this? And then, and so it, it helps me kind of elaborate and write. So um, I'm going to be reading out of the book of Luke, chapter 7, um, verses 11, uh, verses 12 through 13. Um, and so I'm going to pray before we start. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this um, great uh, turnout that we have. People are here, Lord God, willing to hear. We pray that your Holy Spirit just uh, speaks the words that we need to hear, Lord. Anybody watching online as well. Um just guide us and show us what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, and so uh, last week, or two weeks ago when I shared, I, I shared on the story of uh, uh, the centurion, um, the importance of, of recognizing uh, the Lord's authority in our life and his power over life and death and, and still healing, still breaking chains and, and all that. And so that story ends... Um, with the centurion, and it goes right into another uh, powerful event, another miracle by Jesus. Um, Jesus raises a widow's son. And so um, I have the three bullet points here, if you can see them from bad to worse. Number one, his heart, uh, and then the third one, returning hope. Uh, and so I'm going to read through the story. I'll share a little bit, and then, um, like I said, hopefully um, you get something out of it. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, chapter 7, verses 11 uh, through uh, 13. So uh, soon after, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and and the bearer stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. And the dead man, and the dead man uh, sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us. God has visited his people. And this report about, his, about, about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. And so... Every time I, I read scripture, I always try to kind of visualize as much as I can as I'm reading. And when I read this, it kind of, uh, the picture that I saw was just uh, incredible. I don't know if you have have ever witnessed uh, dead men being <laughs> risen to life. I've never witnessed that. 
but I could imagine the impact uh, this had had in their life. Um, like I said, the previous story is about the centurion's servant um, being, uh, you know, he was sick, passed away, Jesus gave the word, he rose again, um, and it kind of contrasted, right? Um, when that happened, when the centurion's servant, you know, recovered and, and, and regained health, regained life, it was a it was a private event, you could say. Uh, the centurion had sent out word uh, to Jesus. The servant was laying sick in his bed at home. Um, I'm sure the people around uh, at that time in that home witnessed it, were marveled, um, glorified God. And it always seems um, odd to me that the next event that happened was another life-giving event, but in a public setting, in a public uh, uh, area where Hundreds of people might have witnessed this. It says there was a large crowd with them. And the way that Christ operates um, always amazes me. It's like he starts off in the private, but then he also demonstrates it for everyone else to see. And so we, we want to start off there by, uh, I want to hit that first point, um, from bad to worse. Uh, we encounter a widow, all right? Um, when things can't seem to get any worse, oftentimes in our life, uh, they do. Um, when, when things don't seem to be working out and this is rock bottom, uh, oftentimes we find ourselves sinking even lower or, you know, you get that check engine light on your car turning on. Once you're like, I just got out of this mess, everything's going to be better now. And then you get that check engine light or you get that bill from the, the unexpected bill. Or you get that traffic ticket or something happens. Tragedy strikes. And we don't know how long this woman had been a widow. Uh, it doesn't say how long, uh, but the tragedy of, of that situation, um, I'm, I'm guessing, never goes away. And now the worst thing that could have happened, happened. Now she's bearing a son. Um, oftentimes in our own life, like I said, whether it be, you know, I, I hope I never go through something like that, but uh, I can't imagine the pain, the suffering that this lady was uh, enduring, having buried a life partner and now having buried a son. Whether it had been a couple of years, a few months, a few weeks, um, that pain uh, doesn't go away. And so uh, the image that we see here is um, very um, touching. Um, and it always draws my attention how that's emphasized. Um, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Um, just this level of, of, of tragedy that's being emphasized there. Um, not only the emotional toll, but now her source of living. Um, we have to kind of understand the context of the situation, you know, with um, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago. Um, Jesus paints a great example of how he uplifted uh, the downtrodden and, and raised women up to uh, an equal level when she forgave the the woman who was caught in adultery, um, when she forgave sins, um, and he how he let women approach him. Um, back in the day, obviously, it was not just um, common to see a woman on her own fending for herself. It's not like she could go out and get a job application and start kind of working. Or, um, it was the roles are very defined. You know, women at home, men out earning a living. If something like this were to happen where a husband would, would pass away, the sons of the family would take over that responsibility 
continue to take care of her mother. But now on top of, again, losing the son, losing a husband, um, she now too lost a source of, of living. Um, you could say her income, right? The, her, her, her last shred of hope, uh, the thing that probably kept her motivated uh, to keep going, her son. And so um, oftentimes we, we find ourselves in these situations. Um, yes, I lost this, but I, at least I still have this. Uh, yes, I, you know, this is going down, but at least I have this. Um, and oftentimes even this gets taken from us. Something happens, like I said. Just uh, I invite you to think of any situation that you've ever endured um, like that. Um, and she needed, she needed this, um, this source. Um, but she was left hopeless and forsaken at the end. Um, again, not only the tragedy of burying a son, burying a husband, now it's, what am I to do after this? Um, there is a large crowd. Who knows? It, again, it doesn't get too specific. We don't know if there was other relatives or there was maybe a brother or someone else involved. But the, the picture is pretty clear. It's very dire. Um, there was a large crowd. Obviously, I'm sure people were sympathizing with her. Man, she lost her husband. She lost her son. This is like a big thing. Maybe the community will pull together and help her out. Maybe not. Um, but she recognized the situation. Um and we must oftentimes, again, I, I, hearing these, um, every time I hear a testimony of, of, of conversion and people coming to Christ and, and how Christ has found people in broken, desperate situations. And oftentimes I think, man, my, my life story is not anywhere near that. You know, I was, I had the privilege of being born in a Christian home. And at one point or another, I had to also come to my, uh, on terms of confessing Christ, you know, not just because I was a, born in a Christian home doesn't, like Leonard said, you just because you're in a garage doesn't make you a car. Um, yeah, I would go to church, do the thing, blah, 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 and then it hit a point in my life um, where it's like we either believe this or we kind of go our own way. And I thank God I said, okay, I'm going to believe this. Um, but oftentimes, like, I hear these testimonies of people being found you know, in, 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 in the mud and, and, and being lifted out. Um, and I kind of want to like, Oh, I've never, I've never been, you know, I've never been there, never done that. Um, but the scriptures remind me that it doesn't matter how bad I was. I still needed a savior. I still needed salvation. I still needed redemption. And, and, and oftentimes people want to use that as a boasting point. Oh, I've never, I've never done that. I've never, sinned like that i've only sinned like this um and we try to you know i've never been in such a dire situation but at the end of the day once we begin to understand the sacrifice of christ the love he has for us even our like scripture says even our best is is still not it's 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 um he says it's filthy right they're filthy rags um so even our worst of the worst is still forgivable by him. And so um, I invite you guys to kind of think about yourselves and say, Lord, you know, what situations am I going through? Um, you know, what, what areas in my life have I seen that are just going from bad to worse, whether it's a spiritual thing or, or a physical thing? Um, you know, what, what things am I really struggling with? I'm seeing, I'm hearing about hope, I'm hearing about, about, about redemption and this and that, but I'm not, I'm not seeing it in my life, Lord. Um, is making me doubt. And so uh, the, the second point there I have here is uh, his heart. 
verse 13. Um, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearer stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, rise. Um, the NIV version, uh, which I was reading, I read a couple of versions. And that one says, um, his heart went out to her. When he saw the situation, um, this version, the ESV says he had compassion on her. On her. But the NIV really kind of uh, paints even a, a, a deeper picture. Um, when it says that sentence, his heart went out to her. And so uh, the second point I want to I want to kind of touch on is um, his heart should be our heart um, should be the the his eyes should be our eyes. Um, like I said earlier, I'm glad I am so uh, thankful that I'm a part of a, a, a church. Um, Pastor Stewart, if you're watching, um, that is, you know, led and, and ministered by a pastor with such a heart for children, such a heart for 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 um for those you could say uh, that are forsaken, that are really in need, and he he supports uh, those ministries when it comes to you know um, giving and and outreaching and and really uplifting others. And you know, in other communities, you can easily let these ministries die when you start seeing people not interested. Or, or I remember when he said that when we were doing the trips to Guatemala, um, Sean, right? I forgot his last name, but Sean, we had someone else kind of leading the bunch and he, he was the one doing all the things and once he stepped aside he stepped aside I thought I honestly thought this is probably the end of that I don't think anybody else would want to kind of take on that role of organizing the church and sending out you know people and collecting the goods but Pastor Stewart's heart is such um, uh, towards uh, like I said the kids and, and the people out there that he took on that role and that duty and he said <sighs> took a deep breath and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to take on this role and I'm going to, you know, help get us there. And so, um, that's my second point. I kind of want to touch on his heart should be our heart. Um, the world is often left feeling forsaken and hopeless. Uh, she saw not only her son, but her hope literally being carried out. Um, we have to kind of start learning to identify with those around us. Um, there are people around us at our work, at school and our jobs that are just kind of uh, going through the same situation, who've had their hope literally carried out of their life in a in a casket, you could say. Um, and we have to learn to identify these people and say, Lord, how can I be a difference in their life? How can I bring some of that hope back to them um, and not be um, so like someone else is going to do it. Uh, someone else will take care of that. Uh, someone else will, will, will talk to them, but be someone that is proactive about it. Um, you never know why why the Lord has put someone in your life to kind of open up and share with with you why they're going through what they're going through. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to show um, share the love of Christ in their life, right? Um, at some point, um, you know, He encountered us in our pain. We have to remember that at some point, we too were that widow. Uh, we too were in a situation that felt hopeless. We too were in a situation that felt like this is it, um, that we saw no way out of. Um, maybe there are people here today that are in a situation that, like that right now. Um, and I can attest to you that I've, I've been there as well, or I've seen this is, this is it. I'm not, I don't think we're going to make it. I'm not, I don't think we're going to follow through with it. Um, 
but God has shown me um, through people. It's always like you guys shared today, like Pastor Brooks shared today. If it wasn't for the prayer, like Dennis shared as well, the prayer of others, you never know who's praying for you. You never know who's out there wanting to, you know, extend a hand to help you through it. If it wasn't for people reaching out for me, I too would can honestly say, I don't know if I would be here today. Um, and so I want to encourage you to also think about that. Who, who is that person that's been praying for you? Who is that person that reached out that hand and kind of helped you um, through a situation? Um, and it's maybe your turn, your opportunity to do that for someone else. Um, his heart should be our heart. Again, um, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bear stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man stood up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen among us, and God had visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. You never know when that impact you have on someone's life will reach someone else. The centurion and the story before sent out for Jesus. Why? Because he had heard about what Jesus was capable of. He didn't go personally. He sent his servants, but he, he knew this man has something in him that can restore the life of my servant. Go to him. The reports of Jesus' miracles, his teachings had reached him at some point, and he was able to reach out to him. And so I want to encourage you today, if, if, if that small act that you're going to thinking about doing, do it. You never know what that report is going to reach someone else. I always tell people, not always, but every time we do the, the, the shoe boxes, right? The, the Christmas operation, Christmas child, we send out shoe boxes. And just last year, my wife opened up to me and said, when I was a, a, a little girl, I received a shoe box in Mexico. Um, and when my mom was a little girl, she received a shoebox when, when, when she was in Mexico. Uh, small things, pencils, crayons, and it impacted our lives. She said she, she, she got a little, it was like a Hello Kitty pen that she kind of kept for her, for herself for a while. And so to now be here and have that opportunity to do the same thing, something as small as sending a shoebox to someone has a tremendous outreach. Um, and again, when she opened up to me and she, she told me that, I said, well, I never knew that about you. Uh, I'm still in that phase. I mean, we've been married for about eight years now, but we're still like, hey, you never told me that. Uh, um, and, and, you know, it's, it's incredible to hear these stories. And, and like I said, small things because someone at some point at some church organization said, I'll send a shoebox or whatever. I'll send one. Sent it to her. She received it. Her life was impacted. Uh, in that moment. And now she has the opportunity to do the same for someone out there. And so I encourage you guys, see that situation, act on it, because we never know when those news might reach someone else. Hey, man, God did this for me. He can do it for you. Um, and that might encourage someone else as well. Um, the last point, returning hope. Uh, again, verse 14, I just like reading <laughs> reading through so I can kind of soak in. Then he came up and touched the beer, and the bear stood still, and he said, young man, I say to you, rise. Uh, God is interested in restoration and giving hope. We too carry that hope with us, a living hope in Christ through our actions, 
we should demonstrate it. Just like the woman was literally seeing her hope being carried out of her life, God has bestowed on us the responsibility of carrying that hope with us. Um, let's not be selfish to the point where we want to kind of keep that and, and, and um, you know, not share that with someone. Through our actions, through our words, um, share that living hope that we have in Christ. Um, I want to read uh, another, another verse really quick in James, uh, verse uh, 1 through 26. Um, it always kind of impacts me uh, I've, every time I read this. It says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, uh, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Verse 27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their afflictions and to keep oneself un unstained from the world. One more time, the religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Oftentimes it might be a literal thing, like we've had, you know, um, Danielle and the Guatemala team visit um, people who are literally orphans, literally widows. Um, oftentimes it's that spiritual um, side of things that we, if we look around, um, there's plenty of people in this world that are fatherless, that have never experienced uh, the love of a family, that have never experienced the love of a father or a mother. Um, that are broken because they haven't um, experienced the love of a community. Um, and it's our role as Christians to kind of uh, love them, like Brooke said, into the church um, and show them that love that they are missing out on. And we must remember that our job is also to return hope. Um, the sacred reading, I, I always kind of connect with Brooke. Um, I, sometimes I give him the sacred reading. Sometimes he picks it. Sometimes it's like, Perfect. I, I don't. I don't share my messages with him exactly, and he'll pick something. and And I think today's message, uh, or his, um, his his pick for the sacred reading, is right on point. The last portion of it says he has given us the ministry of reconciliation, and so that ministry has been bestowed upon us for us to take it and share it with others, reconciling them with the Father, reconciling them perhaps to a physical family. Um, uniting them. Um, I'm glad Dennis shared his story today, his prayer for his family. And at some point or another, I've heard stories of people sharing Christ with their family. Their family ends up like hating them, like, get away from me. Don't talk to me about this or that. And at some point down the road, they come to a relationship with Christ. And now there's this reconciliation with the family. There's forgiveness. There's an aha moment for them. And they're like, this is what you were sharing with me about. Um, and I'm praying for you, Dennis, then for that. We'll, we'll, we'll jump on you with, with you to, on, on that prayer as well. Um, and I'm sure like Dennis, we have family members. We have friends who, who have yet to hear about it, who have yet to come to, to Christ. And so we should continue to pray for them. We should continue to share. We should continue to, to show our actions, uh, that one day they may to be reconciled. And so let's just remember that, um, our hope is in Christ. The God, the Father, is Father to the fatherless, light to those in darkness, health for those in sickness, fortress to those who are in outcasts, and more than anything, hope to those who are hopeless. Um, 
Think about those in your, around your life who are in situations similar to that, um, who might feel like this widow, um, completely at her wit's end. This is it. I am alone now. I don't have a family. I don't have a, a, a husband. I don't have my son. And the impact that God had in her life and in that community. And so uh, I want to kind of end with uh, with that. I want to pray, and um, uh, I I didn't expand more because I honestly thought Danielle was going to share like a lot more, but <laughs> but it was great. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'll do a little short a little short message. Um, but again, I want to encourage you guys to kind of just um, look at your life, look at those around you, and see where you can plug in and say, Lord, I want to be that. Um, hope that you've called us to be. I want to share that with the world. I want to share that with my coworkers, with my friends, and just kind of um, open my eyes, right, to see and to identify those situations. Um, and so let's 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 pray, uh, Heavenly Father. Uh, I thank you for uh, this congregation, Lord God. I thank you for the team that has been willing to go out um, to Guatemala and to serve. I uh, thank you for Danielle. I thank you for the people who, even if we weren't able to go, we were able to pray. We were able to send those who went um, to give provisions as well, Lord, that in some way or another impacted and, and benefited those out there. Uh, open our eyes to the needs here, Lord, around us. Um, open our hearts as well, Lord, that we may not resist your spirit when he wants to move and and, and direct us somewhere to, to, to work and to do but that we may be open and say, Lord, I, I am willing. Um, Lord God, we thank you because you bring hope in hopeless situations. You are a father when we might have felt fatherless or abandoned. And we know and recognize that you are still working today, that your power to change lives is still alive today, that your Holy Spirit is still moving today and filling lives today, restoring families today, and that we may be part of that change uh, that we may not just come on Sundays, but that we may take these uh, messages and this hope out of these four walls. So thank you, Lord God, for, for, for everyone who's here, everyone watching online. I pray that you be with us the rest of the week. Help us identify those moments throughout our week and that we may be an example and, and with our actions show that you are still uh, a living hope. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, and so thank you guys for coming by. Uh, we have lunch if you guys want to stick around. Ah. Um, and everyone watching online, we miss you guys. If you guys are around next week, come by um, and we'll be praying for you. So thank you. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>